Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. I thought that worked out pretty nice. Yeah, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest Lists Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me as always is my co-host, Mr. Dad Joke himself, Jason. <laughs> hey, Eric. How's it going, man? Hey, going great. We are continuing our list of the top 50 1980s movie soundtrack song, and in this episode, we're up to number 37, mm-hmm. which is Burning Heart by Survivor from the Rocky Four soundtrack. Yes. By the numbers. So this song was released in October of 85, and it peaked at number two in February of 86. It was written by Frankie Sullivan and Jim Peterick. Um, the same Jim Peterick that we mentioned a couple of episodes ago who helped Sammy Hagar write heavy metal. Oh. Uh, this duo also wrote Eye of the Tiger, which was the theme song to Rocky III. Right. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was so thrilled with that song that uh, he asked these guys to come up with another tune for the sequel. Um, and for the Eye of the Tiger, Stallone sent them uh, movie footage to inspire them. Um, for this song, however, he sent them the uh, the entire script. Oh wow! Yeah, and Peterick said as soon as he got it, he took it. They were they were on tour at the time. He took it down to the pool and sat and read through it all in one sitting, <laughs> taking notes for song ideas as he as he went along. Um, and Peterick also said that Stallone was very involved uh, with with the song, having lots of opinions and suggestions along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Peterick. Um, he didn't. He didn't say that it, it bugged him, but the way he stated a few things about it was that he was tired of Stallone putting his input into the song at, at one point. Yeah, I so, think he likes to be involved in every aspect of his movies. Which is funny that I mean, it's funny that I, I read that about this because he was just in town last month. He's filming a new show for uh, Paramount called The King of Tulsa, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my friends who got to be an extra on the show. Um, said that the scene that he was in, Stallone stopped like five times and reset everything because he didn't like the way something was was going on in the background of wow. the scene. Yeah, so that tracks with what Peter because it was was implying that Stallone was was way involved with it. Let's get personal. So this song came out '85, uh, and the, well, uh, the, the song and the movie came out '85 at the height uh, of the Cold War. Uh, between America and Russia. And I remember this. I remember just the um, perceived animosity between our country and 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 Russia. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember seeing this movie in the theater. And I, what I remember most about it is how loud and how much the crowd cheered during the final fight between Rocky <laughs> and Ivan Drago. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like uh, when Rocky beats beats Drago, it was America beat Russia, and the crowd. I literally right, yeah. remember the crowd cheering, like we were at a real fight. <laughs> uh, and that's that's my that's my big memory of the movie is is that right there is is that it was just it was just you know that that time period. Yeah. Um, and I was 14, 15 years old, and that was just that was the that was the 
the thing then was this the cold war and it was america versus russia and who was going to start the next who was going to start the nuclear war and you know what you know all right. that and this was just a um a microcosm of that um this song also reminds me of my friend alexi um and you could probably guess that <laughs> by the name he's, he's russian uh -huh. Um, if his hair was a little more blonde, he would look just like Ivan Drago. He's that big, <laughs> and he's just—he's just a big physical guy and can do anything you know at, that he wants. Uh, I love Alexi to death, but um, every time the movie comes on, I text him right before the final fight starts and tell him that America's about to whip your ass again. <laughs> uh, to which he replies back. I mean, you know, we, we just banter back and forth. But uh, yeah, those, those are my those are my my big memories of the song, <laughs> old and not so old. So, yeah. I didn't see it in the theater. I was uh, nine years old at the time, so I was late to most of the Rockies, and I didn't really watch all of them probably until the 90s when they were just a staple on cable stations like USA Network and TBS and, you know, all yeah. those. They would just run marathons all the time. And, you know, I, I've probably watched Rocky Four the most out of all the Rockies, and if you were – you know, to ask me to put on one of the films now, I'd be reaching for Rocky Four, no doubt. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm not sure exactly when I, you know, first uh, watched the movie. But as far as the soundtrack goes, like I said in the Over the Top episode, my roommate in college, Marty, loved Rocky and would play the soundtrack on CD in our room <laughs> all the time. And I think top to bottom, it's my favorite Rocky soundtrack. Just man it's just packed with some great songs great workout songs you know yeah um what's funny is, so is this this soundtrack also has i don't and i don't remember this song being in rocky four but it has eye of the tiger on it it does yeah but i don't remember that in the movie was it in the movie am i just not remembering it, it right? might have it just added on there just because it was it, I, i'm trying to remember that too because i saw it was on there i'm like yeah they threw that in there just to give people a little nudge to go ahead right. and get the soundtrack but um if it's anywhere it's where rocky's well no that's not true i don't know where that i don't know where it would be in this movie you said you were nine when it came out yeah do, do you remember anything you know any of the cold war uh i don't, I don't, I don't want to say well i guess attitudes and do, do yeah. you know any of that or were you t too young for that it, you know i i was probably aware but not to the degree that uh probably you were at the time you know right in, in the cold it was War. just it was so prevalent in everything i mean you know yeah. uh you know red dawn yeah and yeah that's a good there one were a couple of the movies that that really played on it and there you know there was even some songs out at the time that people referred to it it was just a it just when i was when i was writing these notes i just remembered how prevalent that attitude was at that time of just us versus them and how this movie really just kind of played on that and and uh right i just thought it interesting hollywood you know really builds that up oh, uh, yeah. probably even more so you know with yeah. a lot of the movies um but it was it was strange just uh, a quick little side note coming out of top gun maverick last night where I, I miss that. I miss having like a real world enemy and you didn't, <laughs> you don't get that in there. It's just like a faceless enemy. You're not sure yeah. what country it is. And, yeah. um, you know, even an original top gun, he's battling MIGs. So, you know, you right. know, I mean, well, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But I, you know, that's just, uh, something that Hollywood really built into our psyche too. Yeah. I, yeah, that's true. That's US very versus true. Russia. Or, yep. 
the breakdown. So for starters, uh, the singer for Survivor, Jimmy Jameson, he's one of the best voices in rock. Period. Oh gosh, yeah. He's he's such he's got such control over his voice and such a strong high end to his voice. I mean, mm -hmm. it, he has a, a pretty wide range, but his high end, he has such control over it and has such power behind it that he just just makes him one of the best voices uh, in rock. I think. My favorite part of the song though is the breakdown in the middle where it drops to the bass and the oh keyboard. gosh, yeah. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of kicks back in after after a little breakdown there. Uh, that's 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 my that's my favorite part of the song. You just never hear something like that in the middle of the song. Yeah. You know, you when you get to the bridge, you're just like, okay, here comes the guitar solo. Yeah. And then you just get this bass part with the cymbals. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I mean, who thinks of putting like a? It's it's not really a bass solo, but it it works, man. Yeah. It's, it's no, it so does. great. And it, and it, it I mean it just the fact that everything drops out makes the when it when the when the full band finally comes back in it just makes it that much more powerful mm -hmm. um so that's my favorite part of the song my second favorite part of the song is the little uh, the tasteful little solo at the outro of the song yeah uh, it's nothing you know nothing uh, hard or you know intricate but it just it just is very tasteful and it fits in with with because uh, in lieu of a guitar solo they have that little breakdown in the middle so there's not right. really an actual guitar solo in the middle like most songs um, but it fits at the end when they're, you know, when they're, when they're doing the outro. Yeah. Just not unorthodox in the, yeah. the, the pattern yeah. of the song. It doesn't go by, you know, what you're used to with, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, solo. <laughs> outro, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's so great that they included that in there as the, as the kind of ending of the song. So you yeah. still get some guitar in there. Uh, so here's a misheard lyric that I sang for the longest time. <laughs> Oh no! In the darkest of night, or the darkest night, rising like a spider, <laughs> in the burning heart, the unmistakable fire. I will never rising hear that like song a again. He 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 enunciates the word spire. <laughs> you know, spire. I sw I could swear, oh, and this is God. mainly when I was a kid. But even I, I probably didn't realize it until. Probably in college uh, when my roommate yeah. was like, what the hell are you singing? Man? I will never <laughs> sing that song right again. Rising like a spider. I will sing it that way yeah, for you're the rest welcome. of my life. Now. You're welcome, Thanks. people. <laughs> Rising no. like a spider. <laughs> you're right. Just going back on Jimmy Jameson. Yeah. Um, uh, our friend, uh, old school Tim, did an interview with him uh, before he passed away. I don't know, probably about a decade ago. And uh, that's over on rediscoverthe80s.com. It's a really fun interview you know, some behind, behind the scenes oh, yeah. stuff and, um, and all that. So I would invite people to go over there and, and check that out, but you're right. You're right. Just oh, love his voice. Sounds great. No matter if he's singing spider or spire, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe <laughs> yeah, that rising spider. So, <laughs> so burning heart is our number 37 uh, song in the countdown of the top 50 1980s movie soundtrack songs. Uh, this week's bonus song is going to be another uh, Survivor favorite of mine. Um, it's probably my favorite Jimmy Jameson vocal. It's going to be uh, "Is This Love?" Yeah, Survivor. I've actually got that forty-five. Oh yeah, but, I've got the forty-five. Our last three songs we talked about. So nice. yes, I've picked up that one as well. Uh, if you have Spotify Premium, stay tuned to hear the songs in their entirety at the end of the episode. If you're a free user, uh, you'll hear quick snippets of the song. 
Um, but if you're listening outside of Spotify, we'll have song whip links in the show notes for you to visit um, where you can listen to it in your favorite music app. So uh, give us your thoughts on today's episode via social media. You can find us on Twitter. I'm Eric underscore Vardaman and Jason is at RD80s. And Jason will take over in the next episode for our number 36 pick. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was mentioned in this episode. Was it really? It was. Hmm, interesting. Thanks for listening to The Greatest List, and we look forward to continuing our countdown on the next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.